1: get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law
2: this is the good life food wine and all the good things of life now here's the host of the good life guy Bauer well yes it is You've been outside the snow's about melted not too bad. Uh, but get ready, they're, they're preaching. Rodney Price here in the studio is preaching gloom and doom on Monday and Tuesday. Uh, so uh, I guess we just have to keep our mucklucks close to the door. Um, this program's going to be fun. We're getting Jody Bogle on the line here soon. She is the vice president of consumer relations at Bogle Winery in Clarksburg, California. Clarksburg, one of the coolest. American viticultural areas in, in, our st- in, our, in the country. Um, we're going to talk to her about the family and uh, 50 years of winemaking, more than that in growing grapes, but 50 years of winemaking, and uh, actually a, a year or two over that. Um, and the reason we are is because there's two great events coming up that we would like to invite you to. American Institute of Wine and Food is having a stand-around, informal, casual tasting with light hors d'oeuvres at the brand-new Genesis of Wichita. Oh, my goodness. If you haven't been by the building yet, even if you're not in the market for a car, you should be. Um, It's just, it's a show place, and it's going to be really fun. They'll have some cars on display and some of the... GV 80s and it'll just be great so that that event is Thursday February 1st I I better check my let me just look at my calendar I don't want to give you the wrong stuff so February 1st and Thursday uh this is going to be so cool um we've got a rep from the winery He's actually from Oklahoma, but he's the Midwest rep. He's going to be here on February the, the 1st, and we'll do that tasting at, at the brand new— well, I harped on it enough, but I'll tell you more about that later. We're going to do a live broadcast from there in the very near future. Um, and then on Friday, it is one of the biggest fundraising events for the K-State Alumni Association— uh, I've been the wine guy and helped find somebody and find wines, and I've even done it by myself for the past, oh, this is scary, 20, oh, goodness, 20, 25 years. But it's grown so much, we're getting dangerously close to 200 attendees, and it's going to feature the front-line wines from Bogle. And if you're a wine snob, you go, oh, Bogle? Oh, everyday wines. We did a tasting with Chef yesterday to put the menu together, and everybody was like, oh, my God, these wines are magnificent. And I, I tried to keep my I-told-you-sos to a minimum. So we'll talk about those events later in the program. Uh, my good friend Alan Fankhauser from uh, up from Kansas State is going to be on the phone. We're going to talk about the events and how you can be involved and uh, and all that. But without further ado... How about the vice president of consumer relations for the Bogle family in Clarksville? Like I said, one of the coolest AVAs, and you go—you don't know where it is, but I can tell you, you've had wine from there, even if it said Napa on the label. And when you think about what this family has done, first off, all the way back to uh, the late 1800s in, in in farming, and then it was about 50 years ago, maybe a little more. That uh, wow! Smart people planted grapes, and now what? I think we're in the fifth or sixth generation, of which Jody is part of. Jody, welcome to the Good Life once again.
0: Oh, thank you so much, Guy. Good morning.
2: Well, I, I understand you're with your mom. Is that right, or your grandmother?
0: I'm with my grandmother. Yes, my oh. my mom's mom. My grandmother is 93 years old, and so we are uh, taking advantage of the end of the the winter break with my kids and came up to, to visit it with her for a little bit.
2: So, oh well that's great. Um
0: it's always such a special time.
2: Yeah. Well and ninety-three that what a good run and I hope she gets oh. to a hundred and three.
0: <laughs> I hope so too. She's she's she'll give it a run for its money, let me tell you.
2: <laughs> Jody, I would like you to and this'll be hard to do, give us the reader's digest version of the first Bogle who came to California was fortunate enough to buy land to farm in and around the Sacramento Delta and how that leads up to where you are today is what, did I read that right? That Like uh, the number 11th per, sizable producer of wine in our country?
0: You know, that's, that's what I keep hearing. I still have a hard time believing it. Um, this business was started by my grandfather and my father in 1968. And so to think that in just – you know, a little over 50 years we've we've come so far. is really hard to believe. But if you say so, <laughs> I'll take your word for it, Guy.
2: Well, um, I got that from the Sacramento Bee article, which was very positive. Oh,
0: there you. <laughs> Excellent. Well, so our family um, came west from, actually, from Tennessee in the 1870s. The region where we're at, and you mentioned it, you know, it's the Sacramento Delta region. It's really a unique wine growing region but before it was a wine growing region it was an agricultural region it was a region that was settled largely during the gold rush all the people coming in from around the world looking to find their fortune in gold that had been found in the hills just um, east of sacramento and our family didn't come for gold they came to farm so aj bogle came west from tennessee And settled uh, about 20 miles south of Sacramento and started farming orchards of pears and peaches and cherries and just um, became one of the people who was creating the, you know, the, the food and the produce that was feeding all the people coming into Sacramento and all the people coming into San Francisco right down the river um fast forward you know a few generations and unfortunately our family lost those original land holdings during the great depression it wasn't enough to sustain the whole family it was tough times for so many people especially farmers and so my grandfather was about 11 at the time and his family had to move and become tenant farmers for another family so i have to imagine that was pretty formidable to wow. lose the land you were you were raised on the house you were probably born in, and um, so he my grandfather may you know joined the Navy, fought in the Pacific arena during World War two, and at the end of uh, coming back was able to to buy our first acreage again in Clarksburg. He was able to put down roots again, and that's our home ranch that we call we call home and our wineries on today
2: Man. You know, it, it's, well, you know this better than anybody. Family wineries are being offered these boatloads of cash, uh, you know, by some of the big conglomerates, Constellation et al. Uh, and and you guys are able to persist. And I, I would guess, from the wine enthusiast's perspective, it's because of all the land that your forefathers purchased and that you were able to plant the grapes. And And when they did that... Think of it. Think of what wine mm-hmm. making in California was then compared to now. hmm It's amazing. Well, there were no
0: yep, there were no wine grapes in Clarksburg when my grandfather planted his first acres. Wow. He was a corn when he came back and when he put down those roots, he was a row crop farmer. He was really well known for farming corn, wheat, and safflower. And so he was shipping a lot of that seed corn back to Decalb in um in the Midwest. Hmm. So It wasn't until 1968 that he wanted to try something different, and so he planted potatoes, and they all immediately died. Oh, no. And so he had somebody come out and take a look, and the gentleman said, Mr. Bogle, I'm sorry, I don't know what happened to your potatoes, but this is beautiful country for wine grapes. So he was actually the first to plant wine grapes in Clarksburg. It was just 10 acres of Chenin Blanc and 10 acres of Petit Syrah, and those are varietals that we still grow today, and they flourished. And so over the years, we just kind of consistently grew our acreage a little by little, little by little, adding a few more acreage, adding, you know, and, you know, trying to purchase a local field and adding a little bit more every year. And today, my brother Warren, who's named after our grandfather, he's our, um, he manages all of our our vineyard acreage. And that acreage totals over 2,300 acres. So it has really grown exponentially.
2: Well. And, you know, a lot of people don't know or appreciate, I touched on this, of where Clarksburg is or why it's such a great place to grow grapes and a great place to visit. I mean, uh, let's face it, it it is what Sonoma was uh, 30 years ago. Mm. And and I say that complimentary because all those family wineries, small producers, big producers like you, and I I saw something you might – think of this or no, but uh you guys are on track or you did in 23 harvest uh almost 39,000 tons and the production of cases is like 130,000 a year Does
0: it's it? of cases of wine it's actually a little bit more than that I'll we're see. we're gonna bottle a little bit more than that this well. year where i'll be honest guy you know we're going to bottle two million cases of wine yeah. this year, and you know we try. You know it's it's a it's a big number, right? People tend to get scared by that number. And you mentioned it earlier in the show. You said you know if you if you if you've seen Bogle and you've kind of thought, oh well, it's a grocery store brand, right? Um, for us, we we recognize that that can kind of be the perception that people might have of us. But what I you know what I always try to share with people, especially when they've been to the winery is that we are still making wine the way we did when we made 1,000 cases or 2,000 cases or 10,000 cases. All of the wine that we make is handmade by the same winemaker who we've had for 30 years. Eric Offit has been with us for 30 years. He's like another brother to me. And um, the way we make our wine is really unique for wineries of our size. Every single field, is vented independently. So every single field lot of Merlot or Chardonnay or um, Pinot Grigio or Sauvignon Blanc is picked when it's ready to be picked. We don't look at a calendar and say, September 1st is Chardonnay day. We're gonna pick all our Chardonnay. That's not how it works. We don't bring everything in, put it in one big tank and make a Chardonnay soup that we bottle for the rest of the year. Every single field lot is vented independently, so it's picked when it's ripe and ready. It's brought to the winery, crushed, and vented singly. So at any given time, we have 600 lots of wine in various states of vinification. Every single field lot gets its own tank or its own set of barrels so that we can trace quality all the way back to the vineyard. And then right before we bottle the wine, Eric and his winemaking team will blend together the various lots to put together the perfect flavor profile for that specific wine. Because not only do we have the wines um, that you mentioned, our traditional line of Bogle family vineyards wines that you're going to be having at the event on the 2nd, but we have a wide range of other brands and reserve selection wines that people can enjoy as well. A, a various price points. Some are some, are, you know, some wines. You know, we have some really beautiful single vineyard. Uh, we have a single vineyard Cabernet right now from Sonoma County. It's beautiful. We have a single vineyard. Um, we have our very first Albarino. We just bottled this oh, past yeah. fall from Clarksburg and it's it's divine so but we're only making two or three hundred cases of that wine so we have a wide range of production you know we want to make sure that you know for people who have enjoyed our our wines that they've picked up at their local grocery store all these years those wines are going to be on the shelf for them and they're going to over deliver with every bottle but we also have some really fun things that people um, can either order from the winery or perhaps you know, we do have some retailers who are bringing in some of our other brands. For example, another brand we produce is called Juggernaut. Oh, yeah. And so that's a wine that's our premium selection. We also have, of course, our Phantom brand of wines, which is our reserve tier, that, and that's available nationwide as well. So just trying to create a little something for everybody, but always putting quality
2: first. Yeah. yeah you know, uh, the, the AIWF event at the at the auto dealership, And that may sound funny when you picture an auto dealership, but this is like a luxury palace. It is so Mm -hmm. cool. So that'll be fun. And we're doing all wines other than the front line that we're going to do the next day at the K-State dinner. And uh, so we'll have Phantom and Juggernaut and, oh, it's going to be a hoot. Um, Oh, fantastic. Well, you know, I I told you this when we last sat face-to-face at the at the family ranch, and we did a live show. Um, I use your wines in many of my classes at Wichita State when I teach uh, mm-hmm. wine appreciation. And I still – people ask me all the time, well, what's a, a label I can hang my hat on? And you guys are at the top of the list and have been for years. I, when I taste yesterday, – yeah, yesterday when we did the menu development – you you would you should have seen their face. There were six other people there, and the chef and I, and I I I feel that some of them kind of were looking down their nose, and mm. only based on lack of knowledge. And we tasted everything: Sauvignon Blanc, Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, Petit Sirah. Um, oh my God, the Petit Sirah was so good. Uh, Merlot, Cabernet. Uh, we're going to have the port at the K State dinner. Uh, thank you very much. And the Chardonnay. I have put your Chardonnay that is barrel fermented in new oak barrels, uh, regular stirring of the leaves, handled as wines were ha- are handled that go in a $30, $40, $50 bottle. I have put that up against Kendall Jackson, I, naming these only because it's just you and me talking. Nobody, <laughs> um, you know, La Crema, several other frontline mid-price point or leaning towards the higher end. And 90% pick Bogle Chardonnay. Oh,
0: wow. Well, that's, that's incredible to hear. First of all, um, what an honor to be, you know, have our wines, you know, mentioned in the same sentences as, as, you know, Kendall Jackson La Crema. Those are fantastic wines great family histories as well. Um, you know, families are doing some wonderful things in the industry. So the fact that, you know, our wine is even mentioned with those is such an honor. But we really, as a family, do put quality first. And so I love that, um, you know, I, we don't mind that folks maybe don't have that, you know, they have, they, like as I said, they might have a preconceived notion. But the fact that with a glass in hand, You know, we can change their perception of what the wine is like and what the taste, you know, what what our priorities are, right? Mm -hmm. Our priorities are, you know, creating a wine that's varietally correct, creating a wine that is approachable, fruit forward and friendly, has really great structure because we want to make sure that the wine, you know, is absolutely crafted appropriately, you know, and so we're really trying to hit that with every single bottle. And the fact that, you know, you were able to, you know, change some minds and open some eyes yesterday, that's fantastic. And really, that's how we've grown as a company. We didn't have a marketing department until about five years ago. Um, word of mouth uh, and people sharing the wines was how everything, you know, how the, how the word got out about Bogle. And so without people like you guys sharing our wine, we certainly would not be where we are today.
2: Well, don't forget—you uh, won't say it, but I will. when you came back in late '90s, '98, uh, '99, whatever, and and took over uh, the the position responsible for everything you just said. You know, the tasting room and PR and and getting the word out and increasing distribution, including international distribution. I mean, six generations. Who's the next – Who's is there any potential <laughs> seventh generation coming along that's going to hang out at the winery?
0: Well, you know, we, we hope so, but um, no one is showing interest yet, although they're still very, very young. Um, the oldest is – has the oldest of all the grandkids of the next generation uh, is in her freshman year of college, and she's studying kinesiology. So it's yeah. a far cry from wine tasting, yeah. but – um, she, she keeps complaining about the biology and I keep saying, well, you know, there's a building on your campus that is the hospitality program. So if you ever get tired of the biology, <laughs> you might just want to tootle down to that hospitality department and see what they've got. But it, um, the kids, but the kids are young, you know, the, as I said, yeah. the oldest is 18, the youngest is, uh, seven.
2: And didn't so you and Warren both go off and do something else before you came back?
0: Yes. Yeah, so I did. So, and I was, I was actually teaching English. Um, in Portland, Oregon, uh, the business was really small when I graduated from high school. We had my dad, you know, my dad was farming. My mom was doing the books and we had a winemaker and we had one salesperson. And that was really all, you know, is all we needed, right? It was a small family business. The offices were in our house. Uh, It was a really small little mom and pop thing and so i i didn't give it a second thought i mean i had worked for the business as a kid i worked out in the fields and hated every minute of that so i got (laughs) as far away from dodge as i could and got my english degree and i was teaching um in portland oregon and so it wasn't until um my father passed away in 1997 that I was, I was kind of starting to feel the pull to come home. I was seeing the wine in Portland, which was, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Why, you know, how it was on a, sh- you know, I'd go into a little bodega and it'd be on the shelf, which blew my mind.
1: Oh God! I um,
0: bet. And so I was starting to kind of feel the pull to come back. But then when Dad passed away, it was a uh. very simple decision to circle the wagons and come home and start working with Mom. Uh, Warren came back as well. He was in his last year at Chico State. He was studying ag business. She so came back and he took over what our dad had been doing, which was the farming. And our brother Ryan came back uh, several years later. He's the baby of the family, so he had he was still in high school at that time, but came back at came back to work in the business um, about ten years later when our mother had to step away. Wow. So today it's the three of us, and and we are the sixth uh, generation farmers, third generation wine growers. And we all um, we all hope that one of our kids or a couple of our kids will want to carry it on. But you know what you want for your kids is really just for them to find their follow their passion yep. and be happy. And so our job is to keep the business strong and then let them decide when the time is right.
2: I wish I was crossing over the bridge right now.
0: you <laughs> enjoy a nice glass of uh, yeah, nice glass yeah. of Chardonnay or yeah. sparkling wine. <laughs> well,
2: um, you guys are the best. I I know that the future is bright uh, and no one would blame you if you get offered uh, you probably heard the numbers that were batted around and uh, apparently offered to uh speaking of chardonnay uh, I I can't I'm not even sure I should say anything but you know that big napa producer of that uh creamy over oak chardonnay I
0: might have heard of it yeah
2: <laughs> I've heard a couple different numbers, but the last part is billion with a B. Yeah,
0: it's a big number. How do you it's turn something number. like that
2: down? I, you know, I, I would like to think that all of you are content in your work and your success and make enough money, but then again, you know, I don't know. I would almost be worried that all of those who partake of that billion-plus their lives will be so drastically changed. I hope you guys keep it a family business and somebody in the seventh generation comes along mm-hmm. or, or comes back. You guys just do great work.
0: Oh, thank you, Guy. You know, for right now, we're just going to keep making the best wine we can for everybody to enjoy. That's our goal. So
1: yeah.
0: um, thank you so much for sharing it with so many people out there at the, at the dinner. I wish I could be there, but yeah. um, I, I know it'll be a great time.
2: Well, we're thrilled to have Darren Thompson come up. He's uh, coming up for both events. He's going to stay at the house with me. Uh, oh, wonderful! And uh, we we had a, a big event, AIWF members only event at the house last night with fifty or sixty people, and <laughs> we everybody got to taste a local wine production, six or seven wines, and then for backup wine we had Bogle Chardonnay and Merlot. <laughs> <laughs> So. There's
0: always you always gotta have a backup. I always you always gotta have one in the fridge, just in go. case. You never know what might happen. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I wish you uh, a fun visit with your grandmother. Thank I you. hope and you got the kids there too? Yep, we
0: have the kids here too. So oh, we're, good. we're gonna have a we're gonna have a lovely day. We're actually gonna <laughs> My husband and I and a friend, were actually going to go gin tasting today. There's a gin distillery here in oh. Portland. So we're going to broaden our horizons a little bit, Guy.
2: Okay. But <laughs> and
0: then we'll come home and drink lots of red wine.
2: Don't let your wine-drinking arm get you carried away with a glass of gin. That's what happens to Good Life Guy. <laughs> but the best part <laughs> about that is...
0: moderation. No, moderation I just... Moderation and all.
2: If I over and I just go to sleep. It's harmless. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, thanks a bunch. Okay. Happy New Year to you, yes. the family, Happy and all the people that make it happen at Bogle yep. uh, Vineyards.
0: So good to talk to you. Take care.
2: Take care. Hope to see you in California sometime in the not-too-distant future. I hope future. so, too. Bye-bye. All right. Good day. Okay, folks. Uh, yeah, I wanted to keep her on for the whole first half hour. we got a couple of breaks to catch up on. We'll do that. After this break, I'm going to tell you about some of the wines that are going to be at the K-State dinner. Okay, because we tasted and did the menu development. Oh, it's going to be so fun. And you don't have to be a K-State alum to go to this dinner. I am not. Both of my kids are, and I send a lot of money there. But it's always a great, great time. There's some killer auction packages and raffle things. Uh, the president and his wife, Sally, who is a wine aficionado, are going to be there. And uh, Good Life Guy and the... The Huttons have put together a pizza party, and the president and his wife, Sally, will be there. K-State alumni dinner. It's uh, February 1st, Friday, at the Wichita Marriott East. More to follow. Don't go away.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?